Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. And you have to ask this question, are you ready for the last 26 habit? Are you? Well, get ready. If you've been following along, and I know a lot of you have, whether that's in sequence, out of sequence, or doing your own habits, let me just say a huge congratulations. You're two weeks away from having stuck to a year's worth of intentions, of staying focused on a singular goal, and of staying true to the intention of improving. That, in and of itself, is a huge achievement and one you should feel really good about. We all should. For the last few months, I've actually agonised about what 26, what habit 26 of 26 habits should be. Should it be a physical one to counter the party season? Should it be a mental one to, well, counter the craziness of the party season? Should it be an intention or an activity? And I've genuinely like woken up at three o'clock in the morning and thought, what well, should it's got to be just right? It's got to be just right. Or how do I end this? How do I do it? What, what's like, do I go out with a bang? What's the best way to do this? And then one, one night I couldn't sleep and I was reading through all the threads on the Facebook forum for the podcast, the link to join will be in the show notes. And it suddenly dawned on me. Quite a few members were saying how they were going to miss 26 habits, which is obviously lovely to hear, as I hoped to create something you would enjoy and and something that you would engage with and would find useful. And a few people said how that first week of January would be weird without them. And it's made me feel a bit sad. And I hate that feeling. I hate it. That feeling of being part of something and then it suddenly just ends very abruptly. It's like, um, if you ever watch reality TV and you've been engaged with it for weeks and weeks and weeks and then it all finishes and then literally the credits roll and you're like, they're still going on, but I'm not a part of it anymore. I always always feel a bit sad about that. I'm talking more about Big Brother. I remember having a real downer about the end of a series of Big Brother ones, but maybe that says more about me than it does about anything else. And it's, it is that thing of when you've been hooked on a TV series and it stops in that first week when it's not on, that hour when it's usually on feels slightly weirder than other hours because you were so invested in spending that time on something you enjoyed so much. And that, that was kind of the vibe I got from the, the comments in the group. So guess what? We're going to freewheel for the last habit. And the more I think about it, it feels like the perfect way to end this year we've spent together. And by freewheeling, I don't mean to hell with any habits, bring on the hot cheese and the, I don't know, I don't know, 
the hot cheese. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. Bring on the excess. Bring on the madness. I don't mean that. It's more an exercise in seeing what's stuck. We've spent 50 weeks not doing things we normally do, doing things we normally don't do. So let's see together how 26 Habits has impacted on our daily lives. So probably the best way to do that is to take a look through at what we have done. So the first habit was about quitting shop-bought coffee. And originally it was for the purposes of cost. And then the more I looked into it, you realise the impact all those millions, I mean, we're probably talking billions, um, the impact of those billions of takeaway cups have on the environment. And then there was kind of the third, far less important when it comes to cost and environment, the third element of if you're having a couple of lattes today, you might be having more calories than you really need and you should be potentially getting those calories from a more balanced diet. Since then, so that was back in January, I don't use paper cups anymore. I'll only buy coffee if I'm stuck, if it's like, oh, God, I can't, I'm not going to be home when I thought or I'm feeling a bit blah. And, but then I'll use a... Um, I'll use my uh, reusable coffee cup and I tend to just stick to my morning Americano at home and I'm so much more mindful of those disposable and takeaway packagings that come whether it's coffee shops or anything else because they really are a burden on the environment so that habit really has kind of like been positive for making a long-term change just kind of like have your coffee in the morning don't rely on it as a pick-me-up blah 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 habit two was drinking more water I didn't particularly get on with this because well, maybe like a lot of us, I have a problem in that if I drink a lot of water in the morning and then I get the train, um, I'm going to have to go and use a loo. So I'm kind of always mindful. I do tend to, I've noticed it when I was doing this habit, I do tend to limit my water intake just so that I don't have to, I don't get caught short, basically. I probably still have a very regressed fear of um, soiling myself in public, but I think that's probably a healthy fear to have and just to avoid. Um, but it does make me realise you have to cut yourself some slack and give yourself a break when it comes to drinking water. We know when we're dehydrated, you know when you drink, need to drink water, and actually we're very privileged that access to water means that we can rectify it pretty quickly and pretty easily. Um, I think I said in the update show for that one, you know when you're dehydrated, if if your pee is not, you know, looks like you've put a Barocca in it, go and drink some water. Simple as that. But this whole kind of two litres a day, just do what feels good, feels right. And I feel like that kind of took the pressure off with water. So I felt happier about that one. Habit three was meditating, and this one was wonderful. I used Headspace every morning for 10 minutes, and it did take me down a notch. I unashamedly brackets, exclamation mark, brackets, question mark, run at about six to eight out of 10 in intensity, which is great until it isn't. And doing this every morning meant I left the house at a much more agreeable three, four, five. So there we go. I highly recommend it. Habit four was not drinking alcohol. And it was a very easy habit to do. Actually, two weeks without drinking didn't really make a dent. And I thought, oh no, this, I feel like I've sort of conned them in this habit because I don't drink every night anyway. But what it did do is when I do drink, and occasionally I obviously do drink, well not obviously, occasionally I drink more than is sensible. But I think this year it's probably been three times. But I'm so much more aware of my intake for having done those two weeks. And that process of assessing my relationship with alcohol was something I probably didn't realise would add any value to my life. But it really, really did. I think this year I went to a wedding. I was at my parents' house. 
And very recently, there was a big beauty day, loads of events. The entire Lauder family was over. Then I met uh, with beauty buddies in the afternoon. Then there was a Charlotte Tilbury dinner. And I drank a lot that day. And I really felt it the next day. And I thought, oh, you fool. But it really was a, ra- a rarity because of having, for having done the um, habit four, which was not drinking. Habit five was yoga before bed, and I used videos by Adrian on YouTube, and I don't know about you, but I just want her to be my friend, because she has such a kind, gentle vibe. Did it help me sleep better? Of course it did. But if you're stressed, anxious, or have a lot on your mind, it's really hard to get into the headspace, to actually get on the mat, because it you need to bring yourself down a lot. When you manage it, there are absolutely benefits and you do sleep better. But the the hump that one has to overcome is being able to, at the end of a day, if you are stressed, if you are operating on feeling, um, if you're just feeling a bit intense, if something's on your mind, to be able to get on the mat takes a lot, more than the actual yoga itself. And so that's when maybe just sitting calmly for five minutes and just kind of breathing, putting the mat out, sitting on the mat for five minutes before you play the video and just trying to like breathe in and out a hundred times, like counting it so that your head concentrates on something else. A hundred's quite intense, maybe 20. Do that a few times. See how you get on with that. Habit six was intermittent fasting. And as regular listeners will know, I absolutely adored this habit and have incorporated it into my daily life. I actually um, fell out of the habit. It was more... I was doing it some days and not others, so you kind of not doing it. But I saw a video with Dr. Rhonda Patrick on Joe Rogan's podcast, and the evidence she presented for doing intermittent fasting was unbelievably convincing. I'll put that video in the show notes, because it's worth watching. Some of the benefits, if you aren't aware, of eating in an eight-hour window, I did from noon to eight every day, is that it improves brain function, increases endurance, and more. Digesting food is actually really taxing and takes a lot of energy. So when you give your body time to completely digest in those 16 hours when you aren't eating, it allows the body to send vital energy to other parts of your body. It's basically just kind of reallocating energy resources in a um, more efficiently. Watch that video. It's, it's compelling viewing. Habit seven was breaking my smartphone addiction. And I've, I fared relatively well with this. Well... <laughs> Sorry about that. I do feel a bit lispy at the moment. Sorry. I mean, I fared relatively well with this, but ultimately I use my phone for work. Social media is how I let you all know what's happening on the show and what guests are coming up. So it's something I have to be connected with, but I am much more conscious of my phone use and I'm mindful in the evening to not have it, have my phone on the sofa next to me when I'm watching some made for TV movie on Netflix. Um, side note, if you're listening to this at Christmas, then the Christmas movies on Netflix are a source of great joy. I mean, willing suspension of disbelief to the nth degree, but they're just easy to watch. But <laughs> that's a comp- maybe that should have been habit 26, not watching 96-minute uh, move- movies. Habit 8 was my, was my first run at the ketogenic diet. There are lots of reported health benefits, but I just couldn't get myself motivated and I, was, I wasn't prepared enough, so I blew it. But we'll come back to that because I did take a second one at it. Habit nine was living a more environmentally friendly life. I don't know about you, but my Facebook feed and my Twitter feed actually is chock full of videos that paint a very bleak picture of our future based on the deterioration of the Earth's resources and the intensification of climate change. Huge efforts need to be made, but on a personal singular level, 
The small changes really do count. That's what the research shows. Reusable coffee cups, reusable water bottles, recycling mindfully, cutting down plastic consumption, which is harder than you think because it's everywhere, are all useful things to do. And actually, um, I found a really useful website that really broke down, which is something that I can't believe isn't sort of a pamphlet that has to be in everyone's home. homes. It broke down what can and can't be recycled because let's face it a lot of the times we sort of use those symbols on packaging but it can be quite tough to to know what and it is actually easier than you think to make a mistake but I'll find the link this was for the UK so I'll see if I can find them for elsewhere but um a link that told you everything so for example those envelopes you get with windows in whether they're recyclable or not because I would think oh maybe not but I believe they are but don't quote me on that one I'll send I'll put the link in because now I'm saying it out loud, I'm wondering if I've got that wrong. But that's what I mean. It goes down to the really tiny detail, so you know exactly what can and cannot be recycled. And the more of us that do that, the bigger the difference. So it's about a singular effort, but for a bigger... For if all of us can do it, goodness me, hopefully we can make a real change. Habit 10. Ding, da, da, ding. This, this was one of my favourites. The wardrobe declutter, which has monumentally... Had a monumentally positive impact on my life, without a shadow of a doubt... In fact, even things like going away for the weekend, packing for things like that, no thought required, boom, done. Originally, I had intended to throw everything in my closet away um, and then work with a stylist to restock it. But it, that, that's quite a big thing, to get rid of everything. And, um, and by get rid, I mean donate, either give to friends, Keep, keep in storage, donate, last resort when something really is of no use to anybody is to throw. Everything pretty much can be donated. But then I read about the 333 challenge where you edit down your entire wardrobe, excluding gym kit and underwear, to just 33 items and you have to just wear those items for three months. Now it sounds insane, but it's so much easier than you think. And the process of editing down your wardrobe makes you really think about why those clothes are even in there in the first place, what they actually mean to you and whether they're actually serving a purpose. For me, it made me realise that I have a uniform that centres around jeans and involves grey, white and black t-shirts in the summer, maybe a spot of khaki if I'm feeling frisky, and grey, white and black jumpers in the winter. Yet my wardrobe was full of dresses I never wear, skirts I hadn't worn since I bought them, and colours I'd tried on a punt, thinking, maybe, and felt silly and so never wore again. Now when I get up in the morning, I go to my wardrobe, pick out jeans and a top, and that's it. No thought. Everything goes together, everything matches, it's so it's so easy. Yes, it might sound boring, but I dig it. Habit 11 was centred around how we're so used to consuming bite-sized content that reading a book has become much harder, or it has for me. I'd start reading and then realise my brain was seeing the words, but I was thinking about something else entirely, something else completely different. I needed to stretch my reading muscle, as it were, and get back to a place where I could read again. It was about extending my intention span in, in the end. The one, this one was challenging and I have struggled a little to maintain it. I've started listening to audiobooks, which as an alternative, but some of my friends are authors and I feel awful when I see them and I'm looking at them thinking, haven't read your book, haven't read your book, haven't read your book, simply because every time I sit down to read them, I'll jump up after five minutes and remember something else I should be doing. That that also comes with the fact that sitting down and reading feels like such a luxury and and I feel like I should be doing. So that was about stretching that out. And I, I, I am much better at it for having done that habit, I have to admit. Incidentally, I've also taken to buying a book 
and then the accompanying audiobook and having <laughs> the author read the book as I follow along in the text. And that is a little bit like what you used to have to do in school, but I've just found it really, really interesting. And I've also found that um, sometimes reading nonfiction out loud makes my stops my mind from wandering. Obviously not in public places. I don't do this on the train. Uh, but what I do do on the train sometimes is listen to an audiobook and then have the book in front of me. And I have to say, Russell Brand's recovery is particularly excellent for that. He's a very good um, orator. He um, takes you along with him. It's very good. I enjoy it much. Much. I enjoy it very much. That was very Whitney Houston. I enjoy it much. Habit 12 was to start journaling. And this was a habit we revisited more specifically with gratitude later on. Part of it was about breaking the addiction to smartphones and getting back to the art of writing and articulating oneself in long form over emojis and abbreviations. A little like meditation, it's definitely calming and something I go back to if I'm feeling off centre, but I don't do it every day. But the process of doing it made me realise how het up I can get about some things and how pointless that is because my mind will give it a lot of attention but when I come to write it down I get quite bored in my mind I'm going that's so and so that did that and that went wrong why did that happen blah, blah, blah. and my mind will just go over and over and over when I come to write it down it just seems ridiculous and then you go oh yeah I'll think about something else Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Habit Thatoon was whether or not I could make strides, as opposed to learn, which is what I called the episodes, but there we go, whether I could make strides in learning a musical instrument. And actually, it's one of the ones I think about the most, because I might just bite the bullet and spend £80 on the full version of the app I was using um, and keep going. The link to that app, I think, was in the show notes for Habit 13. Just because I keep thinking about it and think, what would have happened if you'd stuck with it? Actually just spent the money and bought the app and done all the workshops. Would you be you know, playing November Rain by Guns N' Roses at this point? Who knows? There was only one way to find out. Um, I felt like it made me focus in a way that other things don't. So watching Netflix doesn't make me concentrate. It's just something that happens in front of me and my brain absorbs. The same with social media. The process of learning, of reading music, interacting with um, written with, with written music and trying to learn the piano and follow along with the notes actually felt really good and it felt like using my brain in a completely different way. Maybe I'll get the app and continue that in 2019, so stay posted. Habit 14 was planning meals in order to stop the temptation of snacking and also to curb that impulse of coming home after a busy day and treating oneself. So you come home and you think, oh God, that 
was that was brutal. That was a tough day. Right, carbs. There's nothing wrong with carbs, but it's just about that thing of making healthier, better choices for you. It works. It definitely works because you know exactly what you're having. You've given it thought, so you know you're going to enjoy it. And the ingredients are right there in your kitchen or you've already pre-made from batch cooking. It's another one that's stuck. If I'm ever feeling... If I ever look at my diary for the week ahead and I think, oh dear, that's going to, you're going to be tired by Friday. That's when I think, right, in that case, you need to spend three hours a day batch cooking and preparing so that you don't have to give your food any thought. And you know that you're going to be feeding yourself good, healthy gear that makes you feel nourished, doesn't weigh you down, doesn't make you sleepy, all of that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's good. Habit 15 was waking up early in order to get the most out of the day. And I had a huge response to this with people saying they couldn't believe the difference an extra hour, 90 minutes or two hours in their morning was making. I tend towards being a night owl, but I know that my productivity goes through the roof when I embrace early mornings. Do you feel the same way? Habit 16 was a two week spending freeze and it was tricky, but not impossible. When you're out and about, you just don't go into shops. And when you're at home, you have to not log on to shopping sites or click on those ads that pop up on your social media. Look, but don't touch. I mean, you can put you can put things in your saved items. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just the impulse of buying. Now, when I do go shopping, I take it a lot more seriously and I go knowing what I want to come home with. It's definitely curbed that mindless, I've got 15 minutes to kill before my next meeting. So I'll pop into Topshop or oh, I'll go and get my ear pierced again, <laughs> which, which I've done a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Habit 17 was quitting sugar, quitting sugar, quitting sugar, which is tough because sugar is everywhere and in lots of different forms. I meant the obvious stuff, sweets, chocolate and the like, not the entire carbohydrate family. It's hard, but once you start to pull back, it's weird how your taste completely changes and sweet stuff holds far less appeal. Have you tried it? What do you think? Could you, could you live without the sweet stuff? Habit 18 was another favourite, actually. It was no makeup. And considering, if you don't know, my background is that I'm a beauty journalist. So I, <laughs> I'm around makeup constantly. <laughs> you should see my office. And I did chicken out insofar as I had lash extensions with Daxita uh, in central London. She's, she's known as the Lash Queen. So she gave me, I went to her and she said, what kind of lashes do you want? And I said, well, what do you do? She said, well, we do one, which is natural. We do two, which is like natural, but slightly longer. We do three, which is, you know, glamorous, natural. Then we do four. And I was like, what's four like? And she said, oh, they're, they're out there. <laughs> so I said, can I have somewhere between three and four, but kind of nudging towards level four? And they were amazing. They were fantastic. It's amazing. I mean, they were big and they were unbelievable. And But they didn't give me any issues. They were absolutely fabulous. And... They made my face look dressed without a single dressed. What am I saying? They made my, they made me look presentable in a way that the fact that I wasn't wearing any makeup made me didn't. It, I didn't think that was possible. But the lashes made a huge amount of distance uh, distance difference. I also wore all of the fake tan and go go back through my social media during that fortnight. I am really bronzed and I miss it. In fact, I'm going to go and put some on after I finish recording this. And the truth is, no one really noticed unless I announced it, which obviously I did. And no one cared. Like, literally, I remember going to a Mac event, a Mac party, Mac makeup, Mac. We're talking the makeup of makeup artists, you know, that whole thing. 
people covered in makeup and I walked in with my lashes and not a scrap of makeup. I'm like, what's up? And Terry Barber, who is the most incredible makeup artist and one of like the coolest people in the industry, <laughs> I was chatting to him and I just, just, so in my head I'm thinking, he must be looking at me thinking, God, what a basic bitch. She's not wearing any makeup. What a drag. And so I said, oh, look, Terry, I'm doing this thing at the moment where I'm not wearing any makeup. And he just looked at me and went, I don't really care. And he said it in the nicest possible way. He didn't say it as a horrible thing. But obviously, because he's a makeup artist, I assume that he would notice and, and have thoughts and feelings about it. But he's just another person who just, it doesn't, whether other people wear makeup, why would it really matter to him? Anyway. Oh yeah, lash extensions and a lot of Isle of Paradise or James Reed tan made me feel much more comfortable. James Reed actually has this brilliant um, HTO spritz, and that one literally every time I went into my bathroom because it's in the it's in my bathroom cabinet, I just go and just spray it all over myself. It's fantastic. Just top up what I was doing every night. Habit nineteen was about turning your guilty purchases into things you actively use. Those things you buy, like stationery or gym kit or kitchen utensils because you think that the simple act of buying them will make you the kind of person who uses them. It's that alone, they'll just make you more organised or fitter or whatever. I'm guilty of buying weird and wonderful bits of at-home gym equipment from TK Maxx and then never using them. So I made a workout routine that I followed every day and it reassured me because actually, once you have a plan, they do go from useless to useful. It's just about they don't, you, they don't do anything. They are inanimate objects. So having a pair of free weights in your kitchen will not tone your triceps. In your kitchen? What on earth is wrong with me? In your living room, in your whatever. I mean, when Jules Von Hepp came around the other day, I was giving him a tour and there's like a mini trampoline behind my living room door. And then next to my sofa, there's like free weights and a, um, a foam roller and a yoga mat. And I went, so this is my living room and that's my gym. But anyway, so in my so having free weights on the floor in your living room will not tone your triceps or biceps. Using them does. And it's so obvious, but you know, there we go. Habit 20 was my attempt to reset myself when what you really need is a break, a holiday, or a short spell in stasis, like Sigourney Weaver and Alien, but without the face thingy. And this I tried to do by going to bed and getting up at the same time every day. And do you know what really surprised me? Genuinely, it worked. No doubt about it. My body took about three days to go, okay, I see what you're doing here. And once there was a pattern, it felt like it lifted me out of my funk. And I highly recommend it. I'm not saying they repl it will replace holidays and taking a step away. It won't. But it does... Body Bodies like the human body enjoys routine and it likes knowing what's coming. And so... You know, if you get up and go to bed at the same time every day, it responds by feeling good. There we go. Habit 21 was random acts of kindness. And it was one that's hard to measure, but it was complimenting people and expecting nothing in return, choosing to see kindness in the world and smiling. Now, I really feel this where the media and social media makes the world and people look pretty damn awful most of the time. I get I get so upset about it. I've got to be honest. I know it sells papers, but even when I'm like in my gym and they've got one of those TV programs on and they always have the subtitles on and it's like, this couple got conned by, you know, um, scoundrels who didn't do their loft insulation. And I feel like there's so much focus on that sort of thing and far less focus on the good in the world. And so if you just consume that kind of media, you can 
be quite you can find the world quite scary i wonder whether that's one of the reasons why everyone feels anxious and depressed but there we go that's a bigger subject that we'll tackle in another, on another show so this habit focused on how if you look for and see kindness and good around you guess what you'll actually find it in the same way that if you assume and see badness and not very nice things around you you'll be aware of those if you switch your mindset and look for the good you'll see it and you'll be it which is important too Habit 22 was my second run at the ketogenic diet. I did achieve mild ketosis after four days, but if I never hear the word keto again, I will be fine. If you want to pursue it, follow the links in the show notes. There are some useful resources, but not for me. Not for me. I just didn't. Maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. But it just just seemed quite restrictive. And yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't see the point when I did achieve ketosis I was like I am feeling anything maybe two weeks isn't long enough for that and also I did have some people say actually keto is not as healthy as you think there's some evidence that suggests that it's not very good for arteries whatnot so yeah I'm I'm properly parking that one it's the only one which is why I'm a bit annoyed I gave it two runs it's the only one I'm sort of parking and going yeah maybe I'll maybe I'll get an expert on to talk about it and that's the way that we can kind of close that keto chapter Habit 23, it was gratitude journaling. And unlike the previous journaling habit, I used apps to log three things I was grateful for or three good things that happened that day. It's bite-sized, takes seconds, and it did make me feel good. And talk about a legal high. It was just a nice little serotonin, boop, felt really nice. And um, go and look at the show notes or the apps. One of them allowed you to take photos as well, which then when you went and looked through your week was actually a really nice way to log all the things that had happened that were lovely. Habit 24 was taking the decluttering from the wardrobe habit habit and applying it to all areas of my life. So I I reorganised my kitchen, I reorganised my bedroom, I reorganised my office. And I'm genuinely much happier in my living space now. There's no clutter, stuff, or those piles of things that you think you need, but actually they create untidiness. So I... It, that habit alone, those two habits may have made my living space look different, feel different, and it's something I'm going to take moving forward. Habit 25, we've just done cold showers. For me, it was something I was revisiting, having fallen out of the habit, and I'm so glad we included it. Yes, starting cold showers in winter is kind of bonkers, but it's as good a time as any. I'd been feeling quite low in energy, a bit blue and was finding I was getting tired very easily, which of course you could put down to the season, but the cold burst of a 90 second cold shower really felt as though it eliminated that, or at least, you know, took it down by about 80%. It has been, um, it was at a point where it was coming to the end of a really busy year, which I'm very happy about, don't get me wrong, but I was feeling a bit frazzled, and it, it took the edge off, which, goodness me, that's why I'm going to continue doing it. What more could you ask for? So here we are, back at number 26. See how much we've done? God, it's so much. It's so much, and it's just been in one year. So let's use this fortnight, which, let's face it, is an odd time of year when the days roll into each other and our routines are very likely out of whack, to just see which habits we're taking with us into next year. The aim of 26 Habits, after all, was to leave 2018 a better version of the person that entered it. And I think we have, don't you? Why don't, why don't you get in touch with the show? Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. 
DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns, that's at E-M-M-A-G-U-N-S, or join that Facebook forum. The link to join will be in the show notes. It's private. You have to answer a couple of questions uh, to, to gain entry, but it shouldn't take long. And I will, there's lots of conversations in there about 26 habits, people who've taken 26 habits a bit further or who've added other things. It's the place to really chat about it. Next week, we're going to actually bring some of the listener questions to the episode. I'm going to answer some of those on air, on air, on the show. So get in touch and I'll read them out. Thank you so, so much. This isn't the end of 26 Habits, but I feel a bit sad having done that recap. Sad and sad and happy. It's been a great year. Thank you for being on the ride with me. Thank you for embracing 26 Habits. I will see you on the next show. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.